following is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. The following is a presentation of Financial Crisis Recovery. Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management. Peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions, but there is a way to achieve it. For the next 60 minutes, you're going to find out how to cover your assets. Cover your assets. Now, here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength, Todd Rooker. Good morning, everybody. Last Saturday of the month, we have another episode of Village Bank Radio. I have Alicia Webb, president of Village Bank, sitting right beside me as my co-pilot, and we are heading into another great show. We like to call these our mastermind shows because we believe that these are business uh, classes uh, through the, through our show for entrepreneurs, built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Alicia's father is a bona fide, start from the, the beginning entrepreneur who built a bank to uh, help entrepreneurs. And these these shows are really all about that. Uh, I do want to say, before we even begin, that yesterday, Alicia, her team, and I met with a client of mine. His name is Daniel. And before we began, they said, oh, so nice that you could make it. And he says, well, Todd trusts you guys, so I trust you too. Uh, And I trust Todd. And I didn't say much at the time. I put my hand on my heart, and I, after the meeting, I left. And I just thought, could he have said anything that would have meant more to me than that? Mm. And and uh, and and I feel so humbled by that. And I and I just feel felt like the idea that I could bring Alicia and her team together to meet with him. And by the way, this was an ask that I already knew from most other banks. The automatic no would have come immediately. Mm. And we sat down. We explored the the relationship. We talked about what he wanted to do, and because of all of that, Village says, hey, let's gather the the information, but you know what? We think we're going to do it, and wow, that was amazing. So uh, I just got to say, I'm so fortunate uh, to have great clients like Daniel, which, by the way, he is a bona fide entrepreneur. Absolutely. Oh, oh man. And uh, knowing who he is, I think what you just mentioned is so vital. That trust piece. I mean, he is savvy. He is young. I can't wait to watch him and <laughs> all the adventures he'll have. I kind of feel like this is that as we talk about financial phases and entrepreneurship, he's in that startup phase, right? And this is just step one. And then there'll be two, three, four, five it, it's, for multiple companies. He, he's, he's the kind of guy, folks, that in years to come, that somebody would make a movie about him. He started off just five years ago just him and one other guy he's now expanded his business into five states and he's now selling franchises throughout the Mm -hmm. united states wow so an amazing guy an entrepreneur to be sure and maybe somebody that you might uh those of you listening might aspire to be uh more like and he is only 32 years old he's just a baby and he's just unstoppable yes yes and getting back to that trust piece i do think that's so important because anytime you're building relationships it could be clients todd it can be you and i it can be um relationships with the team members that you have that trust piece is so important isn't it because the minute Todd says, yep, meet Alicia. Alicia says, yep, meet Todd. And there's that instant trust. Like, that is so vital for an entrepreneur. I got to say, it meant a lot to me that you Mm. guys were willing to come together for, for, for that ask. I just... It, 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 meant, it meant the world. I drove. I drove back from the meeting, and I just thought about it the whole way. And and mm-hmm. it, anyway, I don't want to get too deep, but uh, that that was a big deal. So, Village Bank is a community bank for entrepreneurs, built by an entrepreneur, uh, and that is Don Caviton. And he built this bank, and he he is that, and he built it for people like us who want to grow businesses and want to create that American dream, that success to have and build a business in the United States. So, that's what Village Bank is all about. 
Last year, throughout 2021, we covered a wide-ranging number of, of topics, knowing your numbers, strategic planning, growing your business, a whole lot of stuff that, that I would recommend highly you go back on the podcast list, which are available, and listen to them if you're a business owner or have any aspirations to be, because I think it's really solid, on-the-ground information, the kind of stuff that, frankly, is not taught in schools. So that's why we call them master's classes. So today we're going to solicit you. If you have any questions, do feel free to call in to the show, 651-646-8255, and we will be happy to answer your questions on the air. Other than that, we're going to go into the stages of entrepreneurialism and growing uh, your business, even if it's round one startup, growing your business. So let's start with number one, Alicia. What's number one in the growing of your business as an entrepreneur? So number one is the startup phase. And I love that the team put this together. I'd love to take more credit for this. But like you mentioned, we had an array of conversations last year about all different pieces of business because, quite frankly, the last two years were a little bit oh my gosh, how do I thrive? How do I survive? What's next? And so we sat down to plan for this year and we said, let's really talk about those five financial stages of business. We have a startup phase, growth phase, an acquisition or expansion phase, a mature phase, and then it's what's next for your business. That's succession phase. Is it selling to your manager, selling to your employees, selling to your kids, selling to a third party? And you can go through these five phases at much different paces, right? It might be a 40-year pace. It might be a four-year pace, like when we think of a Daniel or we think of someone like that. So I really don't, there's no time. There's no There's no right way. I think there's backing up. I think there's moving forward. I think there's lots of different phases, but really that first phase is that startup phase. It's that starting to gain motion. I've got an idea. I think I know where I want to go with it. I got to talk to a banker, but what do I do? I've just been putting everything on my credit card or it's been running through my personal account. Kind of what's next to qualify? And, and Alicia, you talk about seven A's, but what the heck is a seven A? And does my barbershop, restaurant, manufacturer, manufacturing facility, does any of that even qualify? How, who do I even talk to? And this part gets messy, right? This part is when as an entrepreneur, you got to understand that you're not going to know everything. You got to be okay with that. You got to reach out to your trusted resources. You got to find a Todd. You got to find a villager. You got to find these people that you can say, I went to these two banks and guess what? They didn't really, they didn't answer my questions. They just pointed me somewhere that I can't even find. You got to find a villager. That's going to sit down and explain these. I mean, really, and you got to find a Todd that's going to walk into those conversations. So even when the villager is walking through the process, someone can talk to you in the parking lot about what that really, really meant. Well, and sadly, that is what happens all too frequently uh, because the relationship is not put first. There's underwriting standards and guidelines. You open your mouth, you answer a few questions, and that person you might be talking to is simply determined that you're not a good client for them, and mentally they move on, and it's over. You have to work with people who understand that even if not today, tomorrow, and how do we position you to be successful going forward? It's an interesting thing when we talk about the startup phase of a business. Everybody who who begins a business uh, should consider that they need startup funds to do that, uh, and that is, you know, too often, you know, you're 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 trying to save money, you're trying to bootstrap the deal. That's a common term that's used. And you don't consider the fact that you should be funding the business to have operating dollars to work with. Now, I'm going to tell you something that goes off in a different direction, but I'll tell you this. When you build a business, there's certain things that you need to do. Because remember, when you do build a business, there's always the possibility that things could go wrong and you could wind up getting sued. Well, one of the things that you need to be aware of that actually validates a business as a real business, as opposed to just an alter ego of you and really isn't a business legitimately, is that you fund the business generally with at least $10,000 to begin with. Other things like keeping minutes and, and, and not commingling funds, and we go on and on. But it's very important you do that. Well, you have no idea, Alicia, the number of people who start a business who have absolutely no funding whatsoever, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. occur to them 
that they could do that. Or better yet, which we'll talk about more, they will simply take their own money and use it to buy things as opposed to taking their own money, making a loan, Mm -hmm. meaning put a notation in the minutes of the business to illustrate that they are lending money to the business for an interest rate. So when the business does make the money and pay them that money back, now it's a loan payback and it's not taxable income to them. Simple stuff that that startup businesses simply do not do. Yes. So opening up that LLC deposit account and taking $5,000 from your personal deposit account and putting it, transferring it into the LLC deposit account. And then, like you said, minutes for the business, which quite frankly could just be an email back to yourself saying, these are the minutes, 5%, And then you put it on the balance sheet. Once you get to QuickBooks and you have a balance sheet, $5,000 loan from Todd, right? And that you just keep it on there. You keep it on there. That interest will accrue that can come back to you one day. Or guess what? It might not ever come back to you, entrepreneur, but that's the name of the game, right? It's Monopoly. (laughs) You hope you land, but if you don't, well, it didn't matter. And But keeping those records, because if the business does take off, if you do go to a bank and you say, I want to take out this debt, you will already have that gain back to yourself, tax deductible, et cetera. And so these are all real simple ways. And plus, it just creates great habits. Right, it's exactly. It's just habits. Not to mention, folks, if you didn't like paying the 15 or 22% the first time around, mm-hmm. I bet you're really not going to like paying it a second time around mm-hmm. on the same money. I mean, come on. So starting up and having funds, also oftentimes that money is coming from 401ks or from other assets. And, you know, I would just simply say, why? You know, if your investment accounts are, are netting a 6, 8, 10% return and you can borrow money at 4 or 5%, why in the world are you using your own money when you can use leveraged money through banking finance? Mm-hmm. It's, and, and remember that the SBA financing makes it so available. One of the main things that SBA does, folks, if you don't know this, is basically FHA is an insurance department that allows a bank to make loans where otherwise they might not. It allows them to make a loan with less money down than they ordinarily would. It might allow the bank to be able to make a loan that has a longer amortization period than Mm -hmm. they otherwise might. And those are all very favorable to new startup businesses, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, there are. And it's putting that budget together to show the banker where you'll get to. It's talking about why you'll buy the piece of equipment with a 7A SBA loan, and then what will that equipment produce? It will produce jobs, it will produce product, it will produce um, additional clients, and you show that on paper. A banker can help you with that, too. And quite frankly, emailing our villager villagers, calling me, calling the village. We have sources, tools, documents to help you get there and walk through that. But yes, the SBA is a great program by the government. It's still out there, and it can help you get there and buy that piece of equipment that's what you that's what you can use folks for your startup phase it's fantastic now having said that whenever you do take out loans i have these conversations with my clients all the time they'll say well you know i've been offered a loan or i believe i can get a loan or 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 the you know in this pandemic we've just gone through the the government through the sba has sent a lot of people who got ppp loans uh automatic approvals for certain amounts of money well when when a client comes to me and says, hey, they're willing to give me a couple hundred thousand dollars or five hundred thousand dollars or a hundred thousand or whatever the number happens to be, my response is the same in most instances. What are you going to do with the money? If you have designs on what you're going to do with that money, which is very specific, meaning taking that money to make more money and grow your business with. If you have a a, a plan to do that, then yes, by all means, take that money. But if you're just putting that money in the bank and all that money is there for is just to subsidize your personal income and it's not going to grow the business, you have no designs on expanding it. I'm not sure it's such a great idea, folks. Yes, yes and yes. I'm sorry to interrupt, but you know, this is my favorite time, favorite conversation. We had all last year, and I think we had it every month. Spring is coming. Fairs are going to open. We're going to eat cotton candy. Rainbows are coming. Spring showers, and so do fishing boats. We all like to buy a boat with this money, right? And no, guys, this is where we're getting into that second phase, that growth phase of your business. And you get that cash. What are you going to do with that cash? You're not going to buy cotton candy and fishing boats. You are going to invest it in the business. You are going to buy that piece of equipment that's going to get that next client. You can employ more people, which we love doing. We want to employ Americans to buy, build American products. And that's what the SBA helps you do. So the PPP money, the 7A money, the whatever money, 
Use it to invest in the business to grow your business. There could not be a better time to do that. Well, imagine imagine this, guys. We just talked about Daniel. Starting a business five years ago and growing it to multiple crews, multiple states, and all these things, you have to say to yourself, where did this young man come up with the courage to see that far in the future, that early in his Mm -hmm. business building career? And I'll make this point, which is really important. If someone were to say to you in your small business, because all too often your small business is just a job. And look, that's okay if that's what you want to do. You're going to be a practitioner. Maybe you're going to be a consultant. Great. But if it's a business legitimately that you're going to grow and scale, if I were to come to you and say, hey, look, I want to invest $100,000 into your business. What would be my proposed return on investment annually? And more often than not, the small business owner will say, Oh, you mean, you mean like, give me a loan for a hundred thousand dollars. No, I don't mean give you a loan for a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, when you invest that money into the business, that money's goal is to make more money, which is I'm now an investor and I want return on investment. Mm-hmm. Well, although we're talking about loans here, think about it in the same way because the debt service, that being the interest that you pay on that debt is essentially the return on investment that you would pay an investor who would invest in your company. Mm-hmm. And the money should be used in the the same way to make more money. And by the way, nobody is going to lend you money with the upside potential of making 4% on the money. So understand that a loan blows the doors off of going out and collecting investors. The other thing is with bank financing, you will take the money and as you take it, then you begin to pay debt service. Well, when you take money from an investor, whether you have have designs on where you're going to put it or not, the meter starts running from day one and it's a lot more expensive. So when you're going to take a loan and you're going to start a business, what are you going to do? It Always be thinking down the road. If I could get more money, what would I do with it to expand and grow the business? And what would the return or profitability on the business be thereafter in the future? Right? Mm, amen. I also, and when you do that, that was really good, by the way. I feel like you're trying to steal my job. <laughs> but, but the other piece is have your best case scenario, your worst case scenario. Like do three budgets, do three forecasts of where you think you're going to get. Budget stays stagnant, right? Budget all the way through. Don't change that. But your forecast. You can change your forecast. You can say best case, worst case scenario and keep it flowing through the year end to say where are we at? What what can we tweak throughout the year? So important because as you get into that next phase, that expansion or acquisition phase and you're looking at not just buying that piece of equipment or employing one or two more people, but buying that building, buying that other company, buying that competitor, buying that no- another revenue line that could really boost what you're already doing. That's when you've got to be thinking about all right. Automated equipment, yes, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Going from two to three shifts, all that big, big stuff. What's what all the great things I can have, but what if it doesn't work? What's next? And those are the great questions to be thinking about. We're going to come back, talk more about growing your business, knowing your numbers and how to go about doing that so that you can expand and grow. We'll be right back with Alicia Webb from Village Bank. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at JasonWalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out JasonWalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 92. 98 
Central Avenue North, Suite 412, Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, I would like to welcome you to our village. I am Alicia Webb, President and Vice Chair of Village Bank. I am also a villager. Village Bank is an entrepreneur's bank, built by an entrepreneur for entrepreneurs. As a community bank, we are here to help businesses grow and make our community strong. If you want a bank that understands what it takes to build something special and puts relationships first, connect with us. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit us online at villagebankonline.bank. Again, that's villagebankonline.bank. It takes a village to accomplish business goals. Be sure to tune in to cover your assets the last Saturday of every month in 2021 to fill your entrepreneurial cup of ambition and start your Saturday off right with your village, Village Bank. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen. Pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping. Out on the streets, the traffic starts jumping with folks like me on the job from nine to five. Working All right, we're back. Love that. Love that, man. It gets me excited. I wake up a little more when I hear that. Oh, I love Dolly. And hey, where's your Dolly mug? Yeah, Come really, on, Todd. Really? No kidding. We're I blew it. Here. I blew it. Just drinking out of a paper cup. What's up? What's wrong with me? Guys, this is uh, this is a show about the steps of entrepreneurialism. We have covered the startup phase. We have moved into the growing your business phase. And we are now going into the five financial stages of a business. So we, we talked about the startup phase. That's obvious. We talked about the growth phase. Now, I will say something about the growth phase that I talked with Alicia at the break because I think it's really important for those of you who are struggling for employees but have a long-term goal of, of building your business. You're not looking to get out of your business in the next year or two. You're looking to grow it. So if you are... A strategy to grow may very well be, given the limited number of employees and finding good employees, might be to acquire another business, its employees, to grow your business. And that, because it is a going concern, meaning a ongoing revenue stream, it can be financed and that growth and that carrying cost of that debt can easily be covered in your effort to grow your business. So that is just a fabulous strategy to grow your business if you haven't thought about it. What do you think about that, Alicia? Absolutely. I mean, anytime you can acquire a team and you can acquire a portfolio of customers, clients, absolutely you need to look at that. I think that acquisition and expansion phase, what does that really mean to you? Is it more just space? Is it more technology and software? Is it furthering the knowledge pool of your team and your employees? This is one that I would sit down with your entire team and you might even want to bring in two or three of kind of your your eyes and ears of the company or the industry and say, are there any competitors that we should look at? Are there any lines of business that really materialize with what we're already doing does that make sense what is the maturity model of your business today and where do you supplement teammates where do you supplement product where do you supplement software and is that through an acquisition or is that through acquiring is that through just 
purchasing and, and adding it to what you already have. This is a great time. So now we're not talking about the $5,000 loan to yourself. We're not talking about the $10,000 piece of equipment. This is when we're starting to talk about much, much bigger, you know, 10-year, 7-year fixed 7A notes to acquire, uh, to purchase buildings, to really make a big difference. And I think this is a phase where you, you're sitting down with your banker, you're also sitting down with maybe an analyst or maybe a portfolio manager who has ran through all of your numbers. They have looked at what industry standards are. They maybe know what's going on around the area with businesses. They they look at where rates going um, throughout next year. They look at what's supply chain demand and are you going to be able to get that product that you need. It's all of that because now this isn't just about you and your business and the one or two employees you need it's more about if we're going to spend the money to acquire and we're going to expend the money to expand what what are all the elements that we have to be thinking about to get there so this this is really important this is where i say it's not just having a trusted advisor or a super good banker you need to have a partner Right. There's banks are a dime a dozen. They're on every single street corner and banks have great people in them. Trust me. I love a good community bank, but you got to have a village. You got to have a true partner, partners that are going to sit down at the table with you and really talk about all those other influencers. Because guess what, Todd? I got great ideas all day long. That's kind of a joke. I got great (laughs) ideas all day long. But if I'm not thinking about how it's going to affect others and we're not thinking about all the economy rates, uh, employees, pro, every, my competition. It's just not a great idea. And you know, and it's it is uh, it is so interesting how people will get into a business and they'll get in a groove and then they don't they don't get out of it. You know, and remember always, folks, businesses are either growing or they're declining. They're never staying the same. Mm-hmm. So what does that really mean to you? It means you're always looking to grow because the reality is, at some point when you grow your business, you'll most likely have have just as many customers walking out the back door as you have coming in the front door, which mm-hmm. means you got to increase your volume just to stay even, mm-hmm. let alone grow. Mm-hmm. So some of the things you want to think about in terms of growing your business. One, existing expenses that you already have and are spending money with other people. Maybe that's something that you move into, minimize your cost, and improve your profitability. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're spending a couple hundred thousand dollars a year with some other vendor who is providing you with something, and you could literally as an automatic handoff, walk into that because that new business would automatically have revenue that you're sending somewhere else right now. So you got that going on. Also, your product line. Maybe it's time to start looking at diversifying that product line just to diversify your business, just like you do when you invest. You know, one thing goes great, the other thing not so much. You get an average return and you eliminate some of the downside risk in your business. So that's diversifying the product line. The other thing that's obvious is, hey, today, tough to find good employees. Well, that sadly might mean that you have to consider automation, automation being, you know, robotics, being machinery, things that will allow you to become more efficient and more profitable. And then lastly, diversifying your customers, because remember, if you've got one type of customer with one type of product, there is a lot of volatility Mm -hmm. in that. And if at this point you have become uh, profitable, now is the time immediately when things are going great. Remember, everybody wants to think about worrying about this when things go bad. When things are going great, this is the time to take those profits and diversify them to diversify your business and its risk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. Yes. And I think that looking at where do you want to spend that money, where the money you made last year, the money that your you know, accountant's going to say, how do we spend it here or there rather than just paying tax dollars on it? And so what's going to actually pay back and give back in multiples to your business line? And I think that's where if you can, I mean, I just think about this phase and I just wrote down two notes about our village the things that we've got to be thinking about right because it, it, it's getting to this this next stage is so important this mature stage yet how long do you want to sit in that mature stage and do you back up back into that acquisition stage do you sit at the mature stage for how long because this is where you kind of float Right. You're kind of floating in that mature stage. You've worked hard to make your business a success. And is it is it the time to stay stagnant? Is it time to hop on a new trend? Is it the time to look at that next business line? And that's the place where I think you brought up something so powerful. And I always ask the team, what are we already paying for? 
that we can do for free. Like, what else do we have here between software, technology, people that we're just we've overlooked because I don't want to be stagnant. No one can be stagnant in this market. Mature business, blah. Like, we got to be expanding and growing. Well, the other thing, folks, is that you may be suffering from what I lovingly like to call you speak 401k, meaning that you look at <laughs> you look at your business as being a long term 30, 40 year slog. I'm going to tell you that when you write business plans, you don't write business plans for 30 years. You write business plans for for five years and no more. And because the reason is, even if you keep it beyond five years, your goals and your aspirations in that business plan are a sprint. They are not a marathon. You go fast and hard to accomplish those things in that five years. Now, if at the end of the five years, you have now built this thing that now, based on its value, could be sold as liquid as cash, Mm -hmm. if you keep it, now you've decided to buy your own business because you could have sold it readily Consequently, you run a new business plan and you go off on another sprint fast and hard. Too many businesses have become stagnated and don't think that way. So when I bring up somebody like Daniel, who has done these amazing things in five years, I'm illustrating the point. Am I not? Yes, you're 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 you. When Daniel sat down with us yesterday, it was great because he had many success stories. He also shared a story of something he tried that didn't work and he knew all the reasons why and guess what he stopped doing it he didn't keep trying to make it work and that was amazing and i love that piece of it and i think those are the important conversations to be having with your banker i mean it is so fun to bring in your 2021 income isn't it like show everyone what december 31st bottom line was oh my gosh that's so sexy that's awesome we're all so excited but at the end of the day What's next, right? What are you going to do with that income? Where is it going to go? What didn't work? Make sure you have those conversations. I tried this and this didn't work or this great income kind of covered up this place that we're still not getting it right. So how do we get it right? Because guess what? When that liquidity is gone and that income's not as strong, that's all you're going to be talking about. So let's fix it now. I also think the conversations you're going to be having with your banker right now, because remember tax returns are um, going to be due and then your line will come, come up for renewal. And that's when you have these conversations. It's not just talking about how strong it was and how much our rate's going to go up. It's saying, what am I missing? Like, yeah, we had this great year and yeah, this is good. And this is good. And this didn't work, but what am I missing? What else do I need to be thinking about right now? I love asking people that those questions. And remember, as an entrepreneur, I'm thinking of you and I, Todd. You and I can spit it back and forth super quick and brainstorm and think of new ideas. But a lot of folks are processors. A lot of folks need to think about that. Give your banker, give your Todd, give your villager a chance to really say, can I get back to you on that? Let me think about what you might be missing. Let me think about that. Or if you're a Todd and you can say, oh, I think you're missing this and this, and I'm glad you finally asked me, then give that entrepreneur a chance to absorb that, process that, and think about that. Say, let's meet in a week to talk about what we can do. Well, and and, and it is, you know, when I say, you know, uh, as a business owner, you're surrounded by a population who do not think the same way as you do, or at mm-hmm. least that is what you would assume. My point in saying what I did is that all too often business owners do think just like employees or practitioners who get engaged in something and plan to be there for 30 or 40 years and it becomes somewhat of a slog. They're just there doing time. And when that happens, let me just tell you, your business is now declining. It, whether it, whether the numbers show it or not, it is. But the main thing about the numbers that I'll say is the reason that Daniel was able to pull back on that was because he wasn't engaged mentally in being a practitioner. He was looking at the numbers every step of the way. And that gave him the information to be able to make that change very quickly and pivot and go from being not profitable to being profitable almost overnight. That is exactly the type of thing I mean when I say if you're speaking 401k, you're just going and you're, you're a practitioner and you're, you, you do construction, you do, you sell these things or you build these things. I'm talking about looking at the numbers and looking at the at the performance and being able to make decisions readily. Without knowing your numbers, you can't do that. We're going to take another break. We are here last Saturday of the month with President of Village Bank, Alicia Webb. I hope you like these shows. If you're an entrepreneur, if you know anybody else who is, grab them and tell them they need to listen to these shows last Saturday of every month. We'll be right back. 
I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients, while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, I would like to welcome you to our village. I am Alicia Webb, President and Vice Chair of Village Bank. I am also a villager. Village Bank is an entrepreneur's bank, built by an entrepreneur for entrepreneurs. As a community bank, we are here to help businesses grow and make our community strong. If you want a bank that understands what it takes to build something special and puts relationships first, connect with us. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit us online at villagebankonline.bank. Again, that's villagebankonline.bank. It takes a village to accomplish business goals. Be sure to tune in to cover your assets the last Saturday of every month in 2021 to fill your entrepreneurial cup of ambition and start your Saturday off right with your village. Village Bank. Mike Overson here of Minnesota Home Talk. With today's housing market, buying a house is a competition. To win in a multiple offer situation, you have to work with a local lender who has the reputation of being 100% reliable. Come to the winning team. Get pre-approved for your loan by one of the top lenders in the nation, the Mike Overson Mortgage Team at Luminate Home Loans. We will help you win. Call me at 612-202-8321. That's Mike Overson at 612-202-8321 or go to applywithmike.com. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. 
You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. And I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from 9 to 5 Working Welcome back Alright So, we are moving through some great stuff here The different phases of building a business uh, As an entrepreneur Things that, you know, you should have. These are bullets. And the reality is, as Alicia and I talk at the break, always the best stuff happens at the break. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? (laughs) It is the truth. It is the truth. It is the truth. But each one of these things, folks, literally we could create a show around just one of these bullets and easily run out of time trying to cover the basics on just one of these bullets. So there's a lot to this, but you've got to have a, a, a vocabulary to speak the language and have a sense of where you're going. Kind of like, you know, if you're going to decorate a house, you don't decorate one room here and one room there. And then by the time you're done with each room, none of it, it's a hash mash of, of stuff mm. that doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. Have an idea of where you want to go and then put the pieces together as you go so that they all fit together. And, and you've got, a, a you know, long-term, mid-term and short-term goals. So, you know, with that, we're now going to be moving into the succession phase. Now, I've already made a point, and I think it's worth noting that a succession phase, for those of you who speak 401k, does not mean that you're going to retire necessarily. Many, many business owners, will go through that sprint, as I have described. Take a business out five years, ten years, build it from ground zero to worth millions of dollars, sell that business, then go golfing and fishing for a year or two, and then come back as a business-minded person, apply that to a new product or service, and do it all over again. That's what we're talking about when we talk about business owners. Are you a practitioner slash employee? Do you speak 401k? Or are you a legitimate business owner? entrepreneur. Which one are you? You better make the choice. So if we're talking about a succession plan, we're talking about when we're going to sell the business and move on, whether that is at your retirement time or whether that is because you've just built it to a level that you've, you've kind of gotten to the end of your business plan and you're, you're considering selling it. Well, having done that, you should have been positioning its value all along. So we're going to be talking about that, Alicia. Yes, and it's not just saying, I guess next week I'm going to sell that business, or I guess next week you're going to, you're going to be the new president. And, you know, there you go. Good luck. That, that never happened, never happens well, unless you're going to completely sell to a third party. It's going to be a behind the scenes transaction and surprise everyone on Monday, right? And then who knows? I think it's so important that you really sit down and think about what that plan is professionally right for the numbers it's also relationally and personally right how is this going to affect your employees your team the direction of the business how are you going to share this with them how are you going to share these ideas are you bringing your kids into the business is it going to be an ESOP how do people look at your kids how do people look do Ooh. does your team have enough to have an ESOP there who's going to get what what's that going to look like I mean there are so many different factors it is so emotional just like remember entrepreneurs is it a business or is it your third kid right because a lot of times like we know it's your it's one of your children it's generally your business is your perfect child and so how do you then say to all of your teammates well guess what now my kid is going to come in and run this business or i'm going to sell this business to you guys and all of a sudden your comp structure is different your responsibility is different and betty's getting more than hank right like what you've got to be thinking about this on so many levels and so many steps to get to that succession phase that is absolute and successful because remember that's your payout that's your boat that's your and a lot of times that's your earn out to get there i'm going to make a comparison that i think is useful here and that is when you go to get financing one of the things that i do most with my clients is take a look at their financials and show them why or or if if or if not they would be eligible for financing because all too often they don't know the way they're going to be looked at. And so they have no idea how to position themselves for financing. And it's the same way when it comes to building the value of a business. Todd, I've got two great examples there. Number one, I have a, a company where a gentleman start, he was working for another 
uh, company said, I'm going to start my own. This was probably 10 years ago. He started his own company. Him and his wife did. Just did a bang up job. Great job. They had a great um, management team in place. He said, these two people are going to then purchase this company from me. This is my exit strategy. He knew all along it was a seven-year exit strategy. Well, guess what? We got to six years and 360 days. The folks that were managing, they were not in a financial position to qualify for that 7A product. So we had to back way up. It took an additional two years, but we got them ready. We worked together to get them ready, and now they own that company through 7A loan last year. There, there you go. They've been able to transition, but guess what? It was an extra two years. Well, and and that's a bit like that in timing, but it took work to get them there on both parties side that could have gone belly up, right? It could have gone differently. And my second example is this. I've got someone that's been working on um, bringing in his three sons. Um, The three sons are doing a great job. Dad's still guaranteeing everything at this point. Big loans. I just heard. And now we want dad to come off the loans. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That has not been part of the conversation, right? So now this is the next phase of succession. Sons are doing a great job. They're actually growing um, separate business lines. They're exceeding their dad in many, many ways because they've been doing this alongside their father. Father's been a great mentor. But now when we talk about personal guarantees and we talk about the, that's another phase we have to start to talk about. And how do we start to phase dad off of those guarantees and bring and bring the sons onto those guarantees? Guarantees. And so these are all steps of that succession plan that we have to be thinking about. So, folks, you're always building a business for sale. That's the that's the mentality that one must have when building a business. I don't care if you think you're going to do it for the rest of your life. You build a business for sale, meaning that it is positioned to be in a strong position for sale. And you understand what that is. You know, going online and figuring out the formula for EBITDA does not make you a genius as it relates to the value of your business. And more often than not, most people don't even know that. They bought the business for some screwed up formula that has no relevance whatsoever. And so then they go to see a business broker who tells them what it's really worth They don't like that number. So now their idea is either going to sell it to family or friends or other or, or, or employees because they want that number. So then they pass the disease on to the next generation. The reality is you've got to know what your business is worth and what your business is worth when you, when you do the math on, on paper to determine the EBITDA formula. Listen. That's great, but what will the bank lend for that for that business? How can somebody actually afford to pay for that with with or without owner financing? These are things that most business owners have no idea. And then they get to the end, and then you take several years to position that business for what may very well be a much lesser number than what they were ever anticipating. These are the, the mistakes that people make in business, and too often they do speak 401k. They do think that way, and they really don't think about their business to position it for sale. The other thing to remember is when you own a business, it's not just a job. The business has an has an asset value unto itself, or at least purportedly, that's what you're looking for, right? Well, you've got to question yourself. Is this a business that is just about being a practitioner and it has no resale value in the future? And all I'm deriving from this is just like an employee on earned income. Got to question that. Then the other thing is, can this business, if it's paying rent, take otherwise rent money, use it to buy a building, and now now the business is buying another asset, and all of that is being achieved with earned income that all employees do not have access to. If you're going to be a business owner, those are the things you're looking for. Yes. And understanding being a practitioner and a building owner are two different things. Totally so different. hiring someone that's going to help you, accountant, attorney, villager, a Todd, is going to help you understand that. No question about it. It's another line of business. But just like we talked about, what are the things that I'm already spending money on that I could make more efficient and build asset value to put on the balance sheet for myself? We're going to take another break. We'll be right back with Alicia Webb from Village Bank. I think this is a great show, you guys. <laughs> I do too. Come on back uh, on the other you. side of the break. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career 
career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients, while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at aholoffice.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimbel, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience with Regardless of how much money you spend, this is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, I would like to welcome you to our village. I am Alicia Webb, President and Vice Chair of Village Bank. I am also a villager. Village Bank is an entrepreneur's bank, built by an entrepreneur for entrepreneurs. As a community bank, we are here to help businesses grow and make our community strong. If you want a bank that understands what it takes to build something special and puts relationships first, connect with us. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit us online at villagebankonline.bank. Again, that's villagebankonline.bank. It takes a village to accomplish business goals. Be sure to tune in to cover your assets the last Saturday of every month in 2021 to fill your entrepreneurial cup of ambition and start your Saturday off right with your village, Village Bank. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at at Kim at KimNibo.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from nine to five 
Welcome back to Cover Your Assets. This is the last Saturday of January. Man, I can't believe it's already 2022. And we are here again last Saturday of the month with Alicia Webb from Village Bank. She is the president of Village Bank. I am so fortunate and gratified to have her at the end of every month talking about banking and finance and how to grow your business. Today, it's all about the stages that we are covering for building a business for an entrepreneur. You have designs on doing it. You're already doing it. You're probably involved in one of these stages, or you just aspire to be. Uh, we welcome your questions and uh, would love to work with you on these things. But nevertheless, hopefully this education is something that you can benefit from, and we are happy to bring it to you. So we are now in the succession phase, and I've talked a little bit about the fact that that doesn't necessarily mean that you're in the twilight years of your life at retirement. That could mean that you're 35 years old and you started from ground zero and you just created a $50 million asset. Uh, but wherever you are, success, succession and moving on and selling that business is a whole world unto itself. Right, Alicia? Oh, is it ever? And it takes a lot of time to get ready. I think personally, professionally, with all of your business partners, quite frankly, with your village. And so as you go through these phases, as I think of these five phases, the startup phase, the growth phase, the acquisition or expansion phase, maturity phase, and then the succession phase, this is also phases to be building those relationships. And so by the time you're at that succession phase, you have some real trusted partners that are going to be honest, transparent, upfront, um, aren't yes men, aren't just telling you what you want to hear, but really saying, if that's what you want to do, do you understand this is what you have to do to get there? That this, So this isn't just phases for the business. I also think this is phases for the entrepreneur, emotionally, intellectually, and mentally. And and I, I love the fact that we can talk about it in these five phases now because it makes, it kind of compartments compartmentalizes it and makes more sense. And I'm hoping this year that, you know, Todd, you're on board with us, bringing in some really trusted partners that our village has and that you have to this radio show to really dive deep into these phases, bring in Arliss, for instance, you know, other villagers and talk about these phases deeply and how they as practitioners look at these phases and give examples of how they've helped entrepreneurs that they've worked with. We have, uh, we're, I'm attempting to coordinate another meeting with Alicia, Arliss, and a client of mine, if they, if they don't mind, Scott and Amy Barrett. And we're trying to put that together. They listened to one of our shows, Alicia, mm-hmm. and said, we want to do that. They just happen to have all of us already. Uh, they are already members of your bank. They already have Arliss as their CPA, and mm-hmm. they already pay me ongoingly as, as, as help and coaching for their business. So we're going to put it all together so that we can, in 2022, help them set goals and look at their business from mm-hmm. a different vantage point to help them acquire the tools or or maybe just visually see things that they might otherwise not see to help them accomplish the things they want to accomplish. Well, Amy, Scott, you give Beth Ann a call. I, those are my very favorite meetings. Let's do it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> very good. So, you know, the, the real point about succession is you're thinking about it all the time. The real thing about building and positioning for financing, you're thinking about it all the time. And, you know, if all you are is an employee of your business. Look, there's nothing wrong with that. But just know, this is an interesting point, and I'll say it time and again. Being a really good practitioner can actually be a detriment to the growth of the business. In other words, you're this thing, so the logical tra- uh, progression for you is that you should own your own business in this thing that you're good at. Now, I'm not saying that's a terrible idea, but I'm telling you that if you continue to see yourself as the person doing the work, then you're never going to see yourself as the person who is the conductor building the business. And if you're to grow a business, that's what you're doing. Work on the business. Work on not work in the business. Work on it. You got to work on the business. Todd, Alicia, this was fun. Yeah, I love man. This. Thanks, Todd. And thank you so much, Alicia. I appreciate your time, not only here on the show, but with our clients. It has been a wonderful marriage made in heaven. And uh, hey, look well, at that. Hey. Entrepreneurs deserve our attention. That's I love it. that. Thanks. We will. We will see you guys again. End of February. Mark your calendar. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye bye. 
Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. This has been a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.